Praise the Lord. How many can say amen to that song today? Amen. If you're feeling at home around in this day and age, boy, there's something wrong with us. Amen. Amen. I'm, you can be seated. Ushers, come forward today. We're going to lift up our Sunday school offering. And uh, this is a holiday weekend, I guess. Labor, Labor Day. Is this the last? Is this the last? They consider the last uh, of summer. Yeah, last holiday of summer. So, Amen. How many is thankful to be here today? Amen. Thankful for you. Let's pray and ask God just to have His way. Amen. Let's pray and ask God's blessing over this offering as well. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for our class today. Ask God that you would just bless in it, Lord God, that you would anoint it, Lord God. I pray that you bless this offering. God, we pray, Lord, that you bless every giver. In Jesus' name, we ask it. Amen. 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 All right, brothers, go out there and here, retrieve it. Here you go. Yeah. Collect that offering. This is Mission Sunday as well. We'll be taking up a missions offering here after it as well. But uh, amen, just to let you know. Amen, amen. How many is ready for a good lesson this morning? Amen. We're going to invite Sister Chandra out here. Amen. Give her plenty of time here to minister to us today in the Word. Praise the Lord, church. I got to say I'm a little nervous today. <laughs> so bear with me, if you will. But I believe that the Lord gave me something that will suit us all. Um, we're going to be covering quite a bit of Scripture, so just follow up, follow behind me. But I'm going to pull out some pretty neat nuggets that I found in my study today. So if you'll go with me to Luke chapter 7, verses 36 through 39. Luke chapter 7, verse 36 through 39. Somebody say, I love Jesus. Me too. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. He's talking about Jesus. And he went into the Pharisee's house and sat down to meet. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment and stood at his feet behind him weeping and began to wash his feet with tears and did wipe them with the hairs of her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Verse 39. Now when the Pharisee, which had bidden him, saw it, the one that invited him to his house, when he saw it, he spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. I want to talk to us today about the broken alabaster. You can be seated. The Lord is faithful. In studying this story, I found some very valuable, significant jewels that I want to kind of build a foundation with, and I hope that I can get everything in. But when we think of the alabaster box store, we think of Mary. And the alabaster, uh, alabaster did I say alabaster? <laughs> the alabaster box story is in all four Gospels. But did you know that not all four stories are about Mary? These are two different women. This story that we were just read in Luke is a story about an unnamed woman, not Mary. We'll get to her. But pay attention to 
this unnamed woman and how she walked into the Pharisee's house and knowing Jesus was there, had her alabaster box, came up behind him, kneeled down at his feet, and she washed his feet with her tears. So she was very emotional, if you will. And she took her hair and she wiped his feet. That means somewhere her hair must have been down. It must not have been covered or put up. There's some significance there. And then she kissed his feet. And the Pharisee that was the owner of the home said within himself, if Jesus was really a prophet, he would have known that she's a sinner. Why is he letting her do this to her? Keep that in, in mind. Luke is the only account in this story that does not give a timetable of when this occurred. This is important because we're going to flip over to Matthew and we're going to walk through these different stories. Matthew chapter 26, verses 1 and 2, and then we're going to drop down to verse 6. And it came to pass when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days, somebody say two days. After two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Drop down to verse 6. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. And when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, to what purpose is this waste? They didn't see any value in what she did because of who she was. For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. And when Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For you have the poor always with you, but me you have, you have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verse 13, Verily I say unto you, Wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial after her. Matthew tells us that this unnamed woman came into Simon the leper's house. Luke tells us this unnamed woman came to a Pharisee's house. Let's flip over to Mark chapter 14. We're going to visit all of these stories because we're going to put it together. I'm going somewhere. We're going to start at verse 1. Somebody say two days. After two days was the feast of the Passover and an unleavened bread and of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and the scribes sought how they ought, how they might take him by craft and put him to death. They were already plotting for to, to murder him. But they said not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar of the people. Verse number three. And being in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of spikenard, very precious, and she brake the box and poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves and said, why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence and have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. They had a lot to say about the way she worshiped Jesus. They had a lot to say about how she loved him. And Jesus said, let her alone. Why trouble ye her? She hath wrought a good work on me. For you have the poor with you always, and when it went, and, um, you have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me, you have not always. Take note here, verse number eight. She hath done what she could. 
She has come aforehand to anoint my body to bury. And again, she will be remembered every time this gospel is preached. This unnamed woman that is in her memory, is, her memory will always be brought up when Jesus is preached. Some theologian says that this unnamed woman was the woman of uh, the adulterous woman. Some theologians think that she was the one that Jesus stooped down and wrote in the sand. And then when all her accusers stepped back, she said, well, he said, where do they go? I don't know. He's like, well, then I don't condemn you either. Go sin no more. Some say that this is that woman. Let's play with the idea that this is possibly that woman. This woman has a reputation, a reputation that's known amongst many. And in fact, it was the Pharisees that brought her to Jesus when he uh, to accuse her because they caught her in the act of adultery. This woman was damaged goods. The Pharisees didn't want, Pharisees didn't want nothing to do with her. And in fact, Luke lets us know that <laughs> if he was really a prophet, he would know who she was because she was well-known in the city. But keep in mind, Matthew and Mark makes it known that this Pharisee was, in fact, a leper. And in order for him to have people in his home, he had to have been healed, which means that his invitation to Jesus was after an encounter with him. Amen? So if this unnamed woman happened to be the, adult, the woman caught in adultery, and Jesus, she finds out Jesus is in the house. Picture this. Just put yourself in this position. She finds out that Jesus is in the house of this healed leper. The same Pharisees that took just, just some chapters before took her and tried to bring her before Jesus. She built up the courage to go where he was. I think, I'm going to say I think, I, I feel, I know that that had to be tough. We come into the church service where we know Jesus is, and we find it very difficult to lift up our hands sometimes. We find it very difficult to just let the tears flow. We find it difficult to even kneel down on our knees, let alone lift up our voice. This woman who was caught in the, in the act of her sin built up the courage to take her alabaster box before the Lord. So much significance in this story with just the simple fact that she washed his, hair, washed his feet or wiped his feet with her hair. Because if you were a single uh, Jew in that time, your hair was covered. You had to have a veil or it had to be up, put away. If her hair was down because it was a, a sign or a symbol of intimacy, she was coming very inappropriately before a group of men. And men that despised her and smeared her name. But that Pharisee seemed to have, forgetten, have forgotten why Jesus was at his house. Because when she stepped into the room with her alabaster box, she brought something that was more valuable to her than anything out there. She brought a part of her identity. Because what came in the alabaster box was her dowry. It was that thing that would change her name. It was that thing that would give her a living. It was that thing that would make her somebody and guess who she gave it to? You see, when the alabaster box, when, when, a, when a, 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 let me slow down. When a young Jewish girl was um, offered, asked to be married, she, and she accepted that, 
that request, she would take that alabaster box and she would break it. She would pour it on his feet and her as a sign to saying that I accept. Let's get married. This woman with this, this mirrored reputation that could have simply just been more than just being caught in adultery. She could have been on drugs. She could have been just, you know, from a bad family. I mean, there, there could have been so many more things that we are not even aware of that she was a part of that took, made her name famous around her city. She saw, she saw fit after an encounter with the Christ that, hey, I ain't never met a love like this before. I've never met a man like this before. I can't let this go. I can't forget what he did for me. I can't forget how he came to me. You don't know what I was going through when he showed up. You don't know how it impacted me when, I, when he showed up. You don't understand the pain and the tor- turmoil and the bondage I was in. You don't understand. So guess what? I could care what you say. <laughs> I could care how you look at me. I could care how you feel about me today. I got to get to the feet of Jesus. I've got to make that, that th- this, this intimate moment solid, sound, and forever. So she came in with her alabaster box, and she came in behind him, and she kneeled down, and she broke it. The alabaster box is a precious stone. It is a stone that Solomon's temple was created out of. It was covered in, alab- in that, the alabaster stone. Um, but... What it does is it holds the freshness of the fragrance, and it keeps it fresh, and it keeps the fragrance, um, it just keeps it fresh because of the, what it is, the stone that it is. So once she broke that stone, there was no going back. There was no going back after that. She had no choice but to follow through with what she started, even when the Pharisee said, why is she here? She don't belong here. She's inadequate. You're unworthy. Nobody cares about you. I know what you did yesterday. I seen you. I watched you get caught. I seen you fall short. I watched you say those things. I, I see the evidence of your life. But she didn't let it stop her. How many times do we come into the church service and we look around and what are they going to say about me if I get loud? I know what I did yesterday. What if they find out? What if I go to the altar and they think I'm, they know I'm a sinner. They catch me. They, they think the Lord shows them. What if the Lord shows them what I did last night? Do you know that this woman, if this is the woman caught in the act of adultery, it was enough for her to get rid of it. She knew because of the love she encountered when nobody else was there, when nobody stood up for her, when nobody fought for her, she knew that this man did, and I got to get to his feet. Amen. I love the Lord. Somebody say, I love the Lord. Can you put yourself in her position? Men and women alike, you're here today because you encountered him somewhere. Somewhere in your journey, nobody can tell you like you how God showed up for you. And when we come into a church service on a Sunday and a Wednesday, yes, we can do this at home in our personal time. But when the body, when the fingers, toes, fingernails, elbows, kneecaps, and legs come together, that's not a time to hold back. That's the time to be just like this woman and bring our alabaster box. God, I'm a mess. My I's aren't dotted. My T's aren't crossed. I failed yesterday. I ain't prayed all week, but Lord, I know I need you. I'm coming to you right now. Broken and poured out. When we resist those moments, we're not allowing our box to be broken. But it's when we allow our box to be broken and all that inside come out, it brings up a sweet fragrance before the Lord. It brings up the fragrance before the Lord. 
This, in fact, was the second encounter she had with Je- or that Jesus was anointed for his burial because it was, in fact, a symbolism of his death and his burial. He, bro- he was broken and poured out for love. So her act and taking her very identity broken and poured out before all the naysayers, before all the people around her, the ones that accused her, the ones that shunned her, and the ones that only wanted to be around her when they wanted something from her. She made her way to Jesus, and she did something that was not common. Can I ask you today, can you do something that's not common? Can you remember that moment you encountered Jesus? Even if it's just for that one moment, can you do something uncommon for the Lord today? She was uncomfortable. It didn't feel good to be in that surrounding. But she was desperate. He was too good to her to not be. Amen? Go with me to John chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. It kind of blew my mind that this was, I've always thought it was the same woman. I guess I, I just never really studied it out. And most of the time when you hear it, you hear all accounts with Mary's name on it. And she could have been Mary. Her name could have been Mary. We don't know. But this Mary, theologians want to say that this is Mary of Magdala, the one that seven devils got cast out. This is what most people believe to be true. John chapter 12, verse 1. Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, somebody say six days, came to Bethany where Lazarus was, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead. So this was after he raised Lazarus from the dead. And by this time, he had a nice little relationship with Lazarus and his family, Mary and Martha. He loved them very, very dearly. Verse number two, there they made him a supper and Martha served But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard, very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of ointment. She did the same thing that the unnamed woman did, minus the tears. At least it's not recorded. But her hair was down. Again, sign of intimacy. And she was in her brother's home, somewhere a little more comfortable, somewhere a little more common ground, level ground for her. And we know Martha. We know Martha likes to serve. We hear the story about Martha and Mary. Martha was busy trying to do the work, trying to do the work. But Mary was where? At the feet of Jesus. Mary was at the feet of Jesus. And perhaps that was enough for her. I sat under his feet. I listened to his words. I felt the genuine. I felt the authenticity. I felt his presence. That was enough for me. It was so much enough enough for her that she took her alabaster box and said, I commit to you. She took her alabaster box and she break it. There's no turning back once it's broken. And she washed his feet with her hair and anointed him for burial. She says, Lord, Only you hold the words of life. If you die, I'm dying with you. Wherever you go, I'm going with you. Because if you read, I'm not going to go there, but if you go back to me, I think it's in Mark, you'll read that shortly after the 
uh, first of the second anointing, these women were recorded as to follow him and serving them with their substance. She was not going back. When we made that commitment and we got in that watery grave and we were filled with his precious spirit, our alabaster boxes were broken. We can't go back. This is why we're uncomfortable right now. We're trying to fit in a shape that we're not fit for. This is why we're cold and why we're depressed and why we're anxious for many things because we are, we have, we're trying to go in a direction that we committed to never going in. We have to turn back around and get back to the feet of Jesus and be a Mary that wants to sit under his tutelage, be a Mary that wants to sit under the sound of his voice. He would much rather you get your fill of him than to serve and do all of these other things that we want to call righteous and holy. Can I get an amen? It begins at the feet. It begins at the feet of Jesus. We must take our alabaster box to him again and again and again and again. You messed up yesterday, take it again. You didn't get it right, take it again. And you know that Pharisee that's sitting off in the corner whose sin wasn't as great as yours? Let me tell you what Jesus said to him. I'm going to tell you how Jesus have your back, because we tend to forget that. We tend to think that Jesus is like that Pharisee. When we messed up, when we ain't got it all together, Jesus never asked us to have it all together, guys. He never asked us to be perfect and tidied up. and He never asked that of us. He asked just like he told that unnamed woman, she gave what she could. If it's not who you are, then quit trying to put something there that's not. I'm talking about your worship, your service. You may not be a loud, voiceless person. Let me tell you something. In my earlier years serving the Lord, and don't worry, it's nobody in here, but I encountered a brother. He wasn't very nice. But we were having a practice, and nobody wanted to step to the plate to, like, lead some ad-libbing on a signing song. And me and my zeal, I'm a zealous person if you haven't noticed. Me and my zeal, I'm like, I'll do it. I don't mind. And this brother says, yeah, you know, she'll do it. She always liked to be in the spotlight. This is after hearing murmurings around me saying that I like to be the show. She's too loud. She prays too loud. And I do. But because I encountered the Christ... I could care less what anybody thinks or how they feel about me. I'm going to be loud. I'm going to lift my hands up. I'm going to jump. I'm going to run. Because you don't know. Like, I know what's in my alabaster box, somebody. Come on, somebody. Nobody knows like you know what's in your alabaster box. And we got to be willing every day and every moment to break that box and pour it on the Christ that died for our sins. Let me tell you what the Pharisee, what Jesus said to the Pharisee in Luke chapter uh, 7, starting at verse 40. And Jesus answered, or let 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 me go back, verse 39. Now when the Pharisee which had bidden him saw it, saw Mary anoint his feet, kiss his feet, all the things, or not Mary, whoever she was. If he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that toucheth him, for she is a sinner. And Jesus answering said unto him, Simon. I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he saith, Master, say on. Simon the leper, he reminded him of who he was. 
There was a certain creditor which had two debtors. The one owed 500 uh, pence and the other 50. And when they had nothing to pay, he frankly forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them will love him most? Simon answered and said, I suppose he to whom forgave, he forgave the most. And he said, you judge right. The one that had the most debt forgiven is the one that showed the most love. Verse 44, and he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, see this woman? I entered into your house. Listen to these words. Thou gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gave me no kiss, but this woman since the time I came in have not ceased to kiss my feet. My head with oil, Thou did not anoint me, but this woman hath anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are a lot, he didn't deny that, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, your sins are forgiven. Because she broke her box, because she ripped off that pride, because she put away her insecurities, because she could care less about the Pharisees that threw, him at, threw her at Jesus' feet in the first place, her sins were forgiven. She brought what she could in that moment. And in that moment, all she could bring was her rags, her past, her sin, her failures, her shortcomings. In that moment, all she could bring is what, everything that she was not. All she could bring was the reputation that was being smeared around the town. Jesus never asks us to be perfect. He never asks us to be right and have everything together. He asks us to just come as we are. Come as you are. Come as you are. After she encountered him and she realized none of her accusers could stand against what Jesus asked them, I think I'd like to say she came, she had a come to moment. She had a moment of, I'm not that adulterer. I'm not that forgotten child. I'm not that mishap. I'm not that mistake. I'm not. That's not who I am. I'm not what I look like. I'm not my circumstance. I'm not the things that have happened to me. I'm not those things. And when she found that Jesus was back on the scene, I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to bring it to the feet of Jesus. And she took her identity that she held on to, and she gave it and said, I identify with you now. Hallelujah. Can somebody relate to this today? It can be hard when you know. You know what you do in your secret times, and Jesus does too. But this is what got her sins forgiven. Because in knowing what she do in her secret times and knowing how she's treating people when nobody's looking and knowing what she's watching when nobody's looking and knowing what she's stepping into when nobody's looking, when she heard that Jesus was in town, she took all that junk and she made it to him even when the religious people were out to get her. When the religious people didn't understand her worship, when they didn't understand what was in her alabaster box, it's not meant for anybody to understand. It is for the Lord. That's why we're here. That's why we do what we do. Can I bring us back to the heart of worship today? Can 
Can we allow the Holy Ghost to bring us back to the heart of worship? When we put down our dignified looks and our extra clean ties and shirts and shoes and hairstyles, can we get a little ugly today? Is it okay to get a little raw, a little vulnerable today? This is what we come together for. Because just like the Pharisees and this unnamed woman, his sin was no greater than hers. Hers was no greater than his. But because she was willing to go to his feet again and again and again, her sins were forgiven. And you'll find that she followed him from that way forward. So if you're feeling stuck today, if you're feeling unworthy today, if you're feeling inadequate today, can I ask you to take your alabaster box to this altar? Can I ask you to do something a little uncommon, a little uncomfortable, and allow the love of Jesus to come in and identify you again with him, with him on the cross? It's on the cross for the remission of sins. Not just your sins, but sins. It's all covered. It's all covered. Or maybe you're not like the unnamed woman. Maybe you are the Mary. And we know Mary sat at the feet of Jesus. And his words filled her. His words kept her when she should have just fell off the cliff somewhere. She held on to the things he said. It was so important to her that she could care if anybody ate that day. (laughs) Martha, on the other hand, didn't feel this way. Mary was like, I need the bread of life. I need the manna from heaven. Uh, We don't live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And she was getting her feel. Maybe that's where you need to be today. Maybe that's what your alabaster box is filled with. He's been too good to me to hold back. He's been too good to me to keep going. He's been too good to me to stop, turn around as if nothing ever happened. He's too been too good to me to not trust him with the unknown steps of faith to create, to manifest, to demonstrate, to become. Can you stand with me today? It didn't matter who was around or what they thought about her. It didn't matter how uncomfortable she felt. I'm going to say that again. It didn't matter how uncomfortable she felt. All that matter is this is all I have. This is who I am right now. I pour it out to you. And it was a beautiful fragrance in the room. Everybody that walked past that building smelt it. When we come together as a people of God with our alabaster boxes and your smell and your smell and your smell and my smell and your smell, everybody is impacted. This is what draws people to what we have. When we sit and hold it back, when we don't allow that alabaster box to be broken and poured out, we cannot impact or affect anybody. In fact, the very stink of our sin is what they smell, and it repels people from being a part. But when we allow that brokenness to happen and we allow it to pour out, then the fragrance go up before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he comes to meet us where we are, and he comes to step into our situations, and he comes to touch us where we are hurting. Remember that day that you encountered him. Remember that moment when everybody rejected you. Remember that moment when that person made you feel inadequate. Remember right now when Jesus stepped on the scene for you. It wasn't the neighbor over here. It wasn't the preacher over there. But when Jesus stepped in the room for you, remember that moment today. Do something uncommon. Take your alabaster box to him because he's worthy to be praised. Will you help me pray? 
Father, we lift up your holy name, God. We thank you, Father, for your love for us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for being the sacrifice for our sins, Lord God. You are a gentle and meek Father. You are so good to us, Lord God. You draw men unto you, God. You don't condemn us. God, you pull men into your bosom, Lord God, to love on us. And I pray, God, that we will remember ourselves in you, Lord God, that you, Lord God, are here to help us, Lord God, not to shun away from us, that you are for us and not against us, God. Father, you said to come to you if we are weary and heavy laden, and you will give us rest, God. Let our rest be found in you today, God. Let us withhold nothing from you today, God, but let us bring our brokenness, Lord God, and lay them at your feet. Oh, God, and let your love pour out on us, Lord. God, we need you, Lord. We need more of you today than ever before. We need more of you than we need ourselves, our next breath, God, our next meal, God. Let our hearts turn to worship in you, God, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and give all glory and honor to your name. In Jesus' name, let us come back to a heart of worship. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. All right. Well, we got about seven minutes and use the restroom. Come to the altar, lay your burdens down, come back for service. You are the one. 